Welcome back to Never Settle, the podcast designed to empower, motivate, and help you to thrive in life. We're one percenting every day possible in our lives, raising those standards, and never settling. Today, I have the greatest honor putting on the dramatic voice and face. I have Taylor Baker. She is an actor, content creator, and professional goofball, which you're in good hands because I like to say own your weird. Taylor, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's truly a pleasure. I've listened to so much of your podcast and I'm just honored to be amongst your guests. Thank you so much for having me. Before we get into today's episode, I want to first give a thank you and shout out to Zencaster, our sponsor of today's show. Zencaster is the chosen platform that I'm hosting this podcast on, which has made it easy for me to host this podcast from anywhere in the world and takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Stay tuned for more in today's episode. You have a lot to share because you have had quite the journey yourself. And on today's high level subject, if we were to storyline today's episode, we're going with to make it. What is making it? What's the path? And what kind of BS is that? (laughs) That is the million dollar question. And I think if I have learned anything in my 12 years or so pursuing a career as a creative is there's about 25,000 paths and the key is finding your own unique path. And it's really exciting forging those paths and meeting new people and being inspired by other people and the, the things that have worked for them. And you know, getting all the information you can from podcasts, blogs, movies, everything, just absorbing information. But then you get to that place where you need to start testing and it becomes a trial and error of finding what actually works for you. Because I cannot tell you being an actor and having lived in LA for five years and everything else that has been a part of my creative journey, how many times people will say that things that kind of like sell you on something. Oh, this is what worked for me. Five steps to success. This guarantees your next booking none of that's true and there can be inspiration and those things are really exciting but ultimately at the end of the day it's about finding what works best for you because it's going to be different for everyone you say some interesting words there somebody's guaranteeing you something or they say these are the best it's like red flag it's like today it's like it's organic gluten-free and it's (laughs) never had a problem you're not celiac like come on anyway But back to the subject of what was one of the, I will say, challenges that you faced that someone else tried to impose or project, I'm choosing my words very carefully here, hence the da-da-da, to project onto you, this is the way that one, didn't work for you and that made you stop, pause and say, no, I need to forge my own. That thing was, you have to live in LA to be successful. I love Los Angeles and it's been really interesting because I left LA at the end of 2018. So there has been this mass exodus post slash mid COVID where people are leaving Los Angeles. I just saw a friend of mine today post on Instagram that they're moving to Vermont and they posted this explanation about why they're leaving LA. And I personally left before COVID happened and It was interesting stepping outside of the bubble and hearing, hearing people talk about things 
other than what screenplay they're working on or the audition that they just totally tanked. And that's a really exciting and thrilling thing to talk about, don't get me wrong. And the people that I hung out with had this, this experience, like I'll give you an example. I had a friend when I lived in LA that said, I'm going to get famous because I'm going to go to a Starbucks and work on my screenplay. And a producer is going to see that I have (laughs) pulled up on my computer and they're going to be like, what's your story? Tell me, here's money. I'm going to produce your project. And so I was around people who just thought that being in Los Angeles meant that you were successful. Can can we, can we reveal, I have to interject with a little commentary peanut gallery here. Which Starbucks was this? Because I'm going to go get a coffee that I'm teasing. It's interesting, the stories that are created. Sure, Please continue, because it's a brilliant um, share. Thank you. Uh, Well, it could be any Starbucks. There's many. I'm sitting here, and I mean, I can't tell you, like, I've starred in 10 television shows since I left in L.A. It's not like I suddenly became famous because I left L.A. It's more that... Leaving Los Angeles for me, where I'm at now and where I was in the time I lived there, has given me a new perspective on what not only success looks like, but what I actually want. It was interesting when you were bringing up the fame thing, because I definitely moved to LA wanting to be famous. And I left Los Angeles praying that never happened. (laughs) Like knowing more famous people and being more involved. Yeah. And just especially the petri dish that we live in with social media and you know cancel culture i was just like maybe i don't want to be famous and maybe i don't want people stalking me and finding out where i live and all of these things you know i think but i'm curious to know what created that switch in you to go in with this idea notion but then as you're leaving saying no 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 this is not what i want like was there something that you saw is there something You mentioned social media, but something specific or deeper. I think it's sort of to circle back to what I said at the beginning, it's that trial and error. You know, there are all of these different paths that you can take in life. And we, especially with, I mentioned social media, with social media, we are constantly bombarded with all of what, all of those paths. And it's not just the path to Hollywood and all the different ways you can get, you know, to Hollywood. I'm sure, you know, like there are so many people who've had, you know, I, I have a web series and we were hoping to become another Issa Rae. And, you know, we have this baby web series that hopefully will get picked up by HBO because that was how it worked for her. You know, there's that example when it comes to success as a creator, but then there's also people who are, you know, famous YouTubers who get TV shows like Miranda Sings. And, you know, there's so many different paths, but then when you get in the social media world of, oh, but maybe you want to be, live in a yurt in the Yucatan, you know, like there's so many different people and you're just constantly seeing all of these different versions of what life can look like, which is really thrilling because it gives you the opportunity to see so many different cultures and experiences. But for me personally, especially at that age, it became overwhelming and it made me, I guess, second guess some of the things that I thought I was really passionate about. But I suppose to more specifically answer your question about LA I think it was just I I tried it and I didn't like it (laughs) and it didn't work for me and that's not to say it's not the right path for some people I know a ton of people who love living in LA and will probably never leave there and they've found great success in their own accord I think it's just for me 
I, I always knew it was a pit stop, really. I, I didn't ever see myself settling there. And it's funny, you, you and I have spoken before about how you're talking about potentially splitting the time, you know, between Miami and LA. And that was what I always thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to, this was before the market went insane, but I thought I was going to buy a house in Austin and just rent an apartment in LA and just go between. And that, who knows, maybe there's a world where that might still happen, but. Let's save that conversation of home buying. We're going to do a follow-up because thank you to what has happened recently in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's a whole generational butt plug for buying <laughs> homes. That's all I'm going to say, but we will follow that one. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to that delightful conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a little break here. You've noticed I've been doing a lot more podcasting lately. And it's not that I've had more time. It's that Zencaster has made it a lot easier to record high-quality video, high-quality audio. They even have post-production services right within their platform and software. It comes out a lot easier, faster, cleaner, so I can do what it is that I'm really good at. And that's connecting with you, the listener, and the audience who wants to chime in what it is to never settle. So I I think it's brilliant though, that you really said, you know, this, this isn't for me and I'm going to try this other thing. And perhaps even to add to that, you mentioned about this wasn't the path for, but I do believe too, it's all been the right path for you because it leads you exactly to this moment today. Because I think one of the worst things we can do is look back and say, I should have tried that. You know, it's like the feeling of regret is far heavier than, you know, the, the time or the effort to try. And you definitely have resonated with that. And I would imagine, I want to talk about your, your series that you're putting on YouTube as well. Tell me a little bit more how that entails and what you've done that led up to that idea. Thank you, thank you, first of all, for that, that beautiful comment, uh, compliment. I am currently working on, and this is not me being the height of hubris and wanting to put my own name in things, uh, The Great Taylor C. Baker Show. Uh, it is a spin off The Great British Baking Show, uh, and I am baking my way through The Great British Bake Off technical challenges in hopes to live up to my namesake and become a better baker because it's been a very humbling experience. I've always loved baking, and this was even pre-COVID, pre-everybody learning how to make sourdough bread. But (laughs) it's been something I did very passively. You know, I'd bake cupcakes for someone's birthday, and I'd use it like a boxed mix. And then I discovered the Great British Baking Show and was enamored by this notion of, I think they call them uh, home bakers, amateur bakers. And the things they're making look more professional than things I see in, in stores these days. And so I just kind of wanted to give myself a challenge to be more creative with baking. And I'm, uh, especially at the time when I started the show, I was working full-time remotely doing social media for a company called Stage 32, which I know- Little you know, plug, that's where we met. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. Um, And I was just on my computer all day long looking at screens. And so baking became a real, I am a huge tactile person. So like just get flour all over my face and arms. Like I just want to make pastry and crunch up butter in my hands. So it, it really started as that. And I, I love what you said about me in this. I mean, you said this about me, but it's also very true. I, I don't regret 
the path I've taken thus far. I took a left turn and I turned off of that road, but all of those experiences have ultimately led me to where I am today. I know more about social media because of my job at Stage 32. I know more about production and being a host because of all my time as an actor living in LA. So in a strange way, I kind of feel like all of these little exits I took along the way really led me to where I am right now. And it's really fun. That the way that you close that shows how content you are with that decision and choice, which that is the success, you know, there's, there's Oscars and there's Emmys, but the real reward is waking up, I believe, and it sounds like from your voice, that you would still choose the same path, the same life in your, how you're waking up and what you're doing every day. I, I have always shared that with people too. It's, you know, success can come in so many forms, but if I wake up every day and I'm saying I would never choose anybody else's life but mine, what greater success can you really ask for, you know? Um, what would you say to, if somebody were, Sarah, moving to LA, open ears, what would you say to them as a recommendation um, for, for attempting that path? Any tips? Sure, absolutely. So for me, especially because it was part of my youth living in LA and being an actor, uh, that was, I was, I would approach these networking situations drenched in desperation. <laughs> and mm. I would be very just like, it's not that I would be begging for these opportunities or anything. It was more of just like those kind of things come off, whether it's anything you say, but if you feel desperate for something, it's going to come off in your presentation and how you speak, how you present yourself. And I have made more connection, more authentic and grounded connections. And this isn't exclusively tied to having lived in Los Angeles or not, but it's more just, I guess, getting older. I have approached networking. I don't even, I hate that word. Honestly, I think of it just like making friends. You know, I, I have meetings with people and yeah, of course you have a topic and you have something you need to discuss, but it's like when you and I spoke last week, we were supposed to talk about YouTube growth and we ended up just like chatting and getting to know one another. And now we're on a podcast together. <laughs> and it's, I think of, think of making relationships as making friends now. And I think if I did move back to LA, my experience there would be so different being there and just wanting to meet people and be excited to be there and because I've been on both sides of it. I've been in positions in LA where I can help people and people were trying to take advantage of me and were presenting themselves to me in a way that I was like, oh, that's not something, that's not somebody I want to work with. And so I think if you are more altruistic in how you engage with people, you're just going to be way more successful. You kind of took my next question away that I was going to follow up with that on is what would you go back and do or say to yourself? But I think that that makes it very full circle. And the idea of desperation, it smells across the room. You know, it's like if you fart in one corner doesn't mean that ain't following you. It's like, it's right here. It's like, hi, can you put me on? Do you, do you have something for me? Um, and there's a balance too between following up on some jobs, but also coming across as incredibly annoying. So I, I think that there's a, a balance of that too. 
What about content creation today in the role of Hollywood media? Because you yourself, you're doing web series. You know, I do podcasts, YouTube, social media. People tell me I do too many things. I wrote a book this morning. It's like, no, but you know, how they fuel each other or what, what does that relationship look like? You know, that's really interesting because we, you and I talked about that last week. I was like, how did you, how do you even possibly approach a day when you have this many plates spinning? And ultimately when it comes to content creation specifically, one hand definitely feeds the other. They do all go hand in hand and there are strategies and ways that you can streamline the process to where it's not quite as overwhelming and you can, you know, you can post a TikTok video and it can also be a good Instagram reel or a short, you know, there's different, so many different, that's much more technical speak of dimensions and things like that. But a big thing when it comes to Hollywood specifically if you're trying to, let's say, for example, sell a screenplay, there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of people trying to sell screenplays. And that's not to say there aren't hundreds of thousands of people that are authors, but there have been a lot of people who have taken a screenplay idea and instead written a novel, gotten their novel published, which I'm not saying that's easier. It's a struggle for sure. It has its own challenges cultivated an audience for their novel, and then their screenplay was easier to sell because it's based on existing IP. Again, this all ties into the path. There is no, the path for acting used to be go to a train at a conservatory, get an agent, book a show. And that still happens. That does still happen. But one of my most successful actor friends, she booked uh, Hamilton from an open call and didn't have an agent. She was the only unrepresented actor in the cast and she's been in that show now for five years in two different states and you know one of my other friends is really successful and has been on huge tv shows now and a, a huge part in a feature and she moved out of LA to Atlanta so it's just I may have gotten away from your, your question a little bit but as far as content creation goes there are so many different ways that they all go together. And it's not to say that you have to do everything. I really, I do believe, and I, I'm fielding this right now because I'm realizing Instagram is not necessarily my platform, but I really want to focus on my YouTube growth. And there are ways that those two things go together, but there are other platforms that I can use, like starting a blog, or you had mentioned starting a newsletter, you know, that would be a better source to get to my YouTube. So it's just again, trial and error and finding out what works for you because there's so many different different ways to make a pot of soup. Well said. And I don't think you skewed at all. I think it was a really nice tie-in to what we initially started with. I would suggest maybe in a, a byline, you know, it's there's no one way to your own personal path, but yet the worst route that you can take is to do absolutely nothing, perhaps, because nobody's going to come knocking at your door saying, we have this for you. I mean, so I think the real question, go ahead. Oh, no, Please. I was just going to say sort of similar to that point when you would ask what I would have done differently in L.A., it's similar to what you just said. It's, there's no knight in shining armor. They're, like, L.A. is not just going to come find you. And sure, you hear those stories about actors who got discovered on the street and became a model and then became famous, but you can't let that shape 
every step and choice that you make in your career, because that was the exception, not the rule. And so I think it's about making your own rules. Love it. That ties right into living free. I love that you did that. Taylor, we're going to drop your YouTube channel below so we can follow along with your recipes on the great Taylor Baker, because how appropriate the fact that your last name is Baker too. A real follow-up question. What is the last thing that you baked and what is the next thing that you're going to bake? The last thing I baked was actually the final technical challenge of the first season of the Great British Bake Off. So it's a personal win to have made it through a season of the show. It's a Victoria sandwich cake. It's a very classic uh, British tea cake. It's very delicious, very simple, but delicious. Um, and the next thing I'm baking is a, a Valentine's Day recipe. It's actually, it's not from the Great British Baking Show, but it's a little fun recipe I came up with that's chocolate-covered strawberry hot cocoa bombs. So they're those little hot cocoa bombs you put in milk, and they look beautiful. So Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is like <laughs> next-level baking. Cheers to you. Well, I think you're going to win that one. Oh, Taylor, thanks. thank you so much for just this um, – you're illuminating a path, you know, and just shining a light that it's not – one freeway, there's, you know, for lack of a better phrase for LA, especially, you know, there's, there's five lanes, there's 10 lanes, there's <laughs> one other different routes. Some there's will have traffic, actually, most will have traffic, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh yeah, especially if you're on the 405. There's I was going to say, bad LA jokes aside, thank <laughs> you so much, Taylor, for your time here on Never Settle. And I'm um, so glad that we connected. You are a shining light and a guide for myself included. Thank you so much. I am such an, so honored to be a guest. Thank you so much for having me. We officially hungry now. <laughs> that wraps up today's episode of Never Settle. I want to thank you for tuning in. And again, a big thank you to Zencaster. If you'd like to try Zencaster and podcasting, you can use my code, which is linked below, for a three-month discount on your service. See you again on another upcoming episode of Never Settle.